Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. Wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you start to unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free stuff, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. This is a very strange voice probably to most of the listeners because you were anticipating hearing Parker McDonald, uh, but Parker is out traveling the country chasing the most glorious winged creature in all of God's kingdom. So you've got me, Adam Cruz, and you've got our normal co-host, but tonight he's going to be a guest, Matt Reeves. Welcome, Matt. What's up? Hey, glad, glad to be here, kind of on a different you know, I guess you'll be asking me some questions instead of me and you asking other people questions. So looking, looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be different, man. Uh, I reached out to Parker last week and I was like, dude, I know you're tired, man. He was in Texas and now Wyoming and Nebraska, all these different states. And now he's traveling hard. And I was like, let us take a little bit of that relief off. Uh, and let's let Matt tell a little bit about his, uh, some glory day hunts. Cause he's had uh, some good ones. <laughs> yeah, we've, it's been, a, it's been a fun season, uh, but also been a fun season to watch Parker travel and kind of live oh, out, yeah. you know, what we would want to do, you know, it, did he get his single season slam? You know, I'm not going to oh, say man, anything. Yeah. I'll let him, let him talk nope. about that, but, uh, just to see him do that and then to be honored to come on here and kind of tell y'all what my season was about, um, yeah. you know, through Adam's questions and what, what i what i did i guess you know oh man you know we've been on a few podcasts together and we don't really know each other that much at all like i don't think we've ever had like a one-on-one conversation probably uh, one or two instagram messages and that's about it that's that's right you were asking me where i was from man you know i'm I'm from around the nashville area where are you where are you out of so i was born and raised in gadsden alabama um was actually born at gadsden regional hospital here uh, kind of central, I'm an hour north of Birmingham. Um, so grew up here, parents live here, wife lived here, grew up, her parents grew up here, you know, so, uh, kind of a home, a homebody, I guess you could say. That's man. I honestly say this is how little, uh, I thought I figured out. I thought you're from Georgia this whole time. And I've thought yeah. you've been tagging out on turkeys in Alabama. And I'm like, man, he is dedicated crossing over yeah. that line all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I can tag out in Georgia this week, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about that later. But no, I uh, I've kind of been the last, I'd say, three years of my life. I've kind of been moving around a lot. 
um, yeah. straight out of school. I went to school at Auburn University, uh, got a major in forestry. Um, so I am a timber buyer um, during the day. Um, so really enjoy doing that. Let's me be in the woods. Let's me see turkeys. Let's me learn turkeys and deer a little bit more than everybody else. Um, but so out of school, I went to Florida, uh, worked mm-hmm. in Panama city, uh, lived in a little town called Defuniac Springs. So spent a year there, then moved back to Alabama up in North Alabama on a little town called Flat Rock. Um, so it's Flat Rock to the Georgia lines, probably 15 minutes. Um, so I, my job kept me in Georgia. So I know those North, well, I know those Northern Georgia WMAs, mm-hmm. um, and kind of worked, worked through there. So then I got married actually a, a year ago yesterday. Um, and congratulations. Here, well, thank you. So moved yeah. back here, um, to Southside Alabama, which is right here on the river fishing, you know, living up life, just being, you know, a small town guy. Nice, man. Well, I've spent, you know, I spent a ton of time in Gaston. I've got a, I used to have a few customers over in that area. And then also, uh, we got a friend, a mutual friend. So we can't go a, a podcast without mentioning Walter Lee. We've got a, right. a, a mutual friend named Walter Lee. And I used to have some family <laughs> in the Funiac Springs. And he, he's always saying, man, you need to get down here. I know another guy that lives in Funiac. And I guess yeah. that was probably you. Then. Yeah, that was me. Cause I, I kept trying to get him to come over and hunt with me when I lived down there for the short period of time. Um, oh, but if you, I know of a pretty good WMA for deer hunting, uh, down cool. there, if you ever, if you ever want to go kill a Florida deer and not, and not, not. Hunt in the, <laughs> not hunting the palm trees, look, you feel like you're in South Alabama where I was hunting. It's pretty, it's pretty cool place, but it's got alligators. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm pretty much, neat. I might do like a late season, uh, deer hunt down in Florida someday, but I mean, I, for I me, it's I'd like turkeys probably. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go back and do a deer hunt just with some buddies. I want to do a solo hunt, you know, just so uh-huh. I could show some friends uh, to experience that because it was it was pretty cool. And the quality of deer that I saw was better than what you hear hear about. So That's interesting. Well, yeah, we I, get... I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures after after this. Well, I said one of the things I want to do is learn more about you and especially, you know, turkey hunting and kind of like your background turkey hunting, but Man, if you get you had a choice between deer and turkeys, I know like you had an awesome deer hunting season too last year. What would it be, man? What would you choose? My, it'd have to be deer. Um, okay, as, as, as crazy as that is, I, I love uh, turkeys and I love yeah. chasing them. But there's, I'm not saying deer are predictable, but yeah. I can I can read a map a little better for deer and read sign a little better for deer yeah. um, rather than turkeys. Now, granted um this year everything kind of clicked for me with turkeys so that may change in the future um and i can explain that more when we talk about my turkey background and why why that is but yeah i'm i'm a deer guy through and through and just enjoy turkey hunting and fishing you know to to buy time (laughs) i like that man well one of the things you mentioned being a timber buyer i gotta imagine that that brings you into some access for private ground like you got to right it, yeah and and one one of my birds actually that i killed actually my biggest bird came came through that and nice. then my the last bird i killed it's a kind of a funny story how i killed it as well um but yeah it's not as often as i would like for it to be you know yeah. uh, with people because they when they harvest timber they're looking you know for their overall management goals of their place for themselves you know their mm, wildlife yeah. and improving the habitat and so that's kind of a, you know, a sensitive area to say, Hey, let me help you improve your habitat for you, but let me hunt them as well. And, uh, just, um, in, enjoy doing that. I mean, I, I yeah. walked a track last, I'd say it was last fall and I had to watch eight gobblers walk up a ridge and I'm just like, man, I'd like to, I'd like to be here in the springtime. And I actually, actually that ties into my last turkey harvest kind of, I was going to that track to, uh, kind of do a track inspection, make sure everything was yeah. good before we closed it out. And I, w- I walked through a little wet spot and there was turkey tracks, just gobbler tracks everywhere. And I could, I could hear them walking just a, over the burn oh, man. down in the hardwoods. And I was like, I got to get out of here. This is bad. <laughs> uh, well, just, I mean, most people are probably deer hunters, probably not even turkey hunters. So you just take advantage of that turkey hunt thing, man. Yeah. You would yeah, think. And, uh, you would think, well, and I did have, you know, some landowners, they were yeah. like, well, I got in a hunting club, but, you know, 
you can go out there. Uh, and then I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, I don't want to make anybody mad. And then I had another guy, he was like, you know, if, uh, I got at least out, but if you, if you cross the line, you know, I, if one presents itself to you, I didn't see anything. And I'm like, I'm a guy, I like to have written permission. Yeah. And if I walk up on somebody saying, say, you know, Hey, Joe Blow here gave me permission to, you know, hunt here. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're mad, you know. Well, I'm about to chase a chase a rabbit here, um, going down a different route than I anticipated, man. But I think this is some good information for everybody listening. Just out of curiosity, how many times a year are you asking private landowners for permission to hunt? You got a guess, just a wild guesstimate? I mean, I'd say I, pro- I probably talk to at least 15 to 20 landowners a year you know yep. and, and that that can be through my job or just through looking at maps and saying hey i need to call this person knock on a door um yeah. and i've and i've got you know i kind of pick and choose my properties um so i don't call a ton of people you know sometimes it can just be 10 10 people i call and that's it um but if i get a couple properties that's great and uh you know everybody has their own little pitch and yeah you know it's just however you can sound the smoothest without being creepy is that is the best way to go you know what man uh by day i'm a salesman like i've been selling power tools safety supplies welding supplies now guns and ammo that's like ever since i got out of the military 2006 or 7 that's been my occupation mm-hmm. it it like scares me to death to knock on somebody's door and to ask them for permission to hunt their property. Yeah. I don't know why that is like, cause I do this all day for a living. Right. Like, exactly. I mean, I've done like inside sales where I'm like hitting a phone and being that annoying guy, like, Hey, you know, here, mm-hmm. you're going to buy this. And then I'm like the guy now that's beating on a, a door, walking into their place of business, kind of doing the same thing. And that just comes natural. I'm like, Oh, big smile on my face. Yeah. I love it. I get energy. And man, if I want to ask somebody <laughs> to, like turkey hunt, Boy, I'm all you're nervous. Shaking in like, your boots, you know. Yeah. Oh, give us a, a so you know, I've even pulled back. I don't ask for permission anymore. And I used to do it um in in case by case situation scenarios. Like if I go to church with somebody and I find out mm-hmm. they got deer, turkeys, yeah, and I find out nobody's hunting, man. I might be like, hey, you know, we know each other, I give them the ground rules and and really trying to ease my way into that ask, but I don't like cold call people anymore. Could you give me and Anybody else just listening, man, a little piece of advice? Because, I mean, 15 to 20 per year, that's probably a lot more than other people are asking. Kind of give yeah. us your mythology, methodology. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Yeah, so it, it took a while for me to, you know, like you said, just get the nerve to be like, hey, do you care if I hunt your property? And I guess, you know, just backstory, my dad, when we were growing up, he used me to ask people if we could hunt so he could hunt, you know, no use a little, <laughs> That's awesome. a little kid so we can go deer hunting. And so it's good I piece learned of advice right there. pick up a phone and be like, Hey, Mr. Tim, you care if we come out and hunt, you know, today, blah, blah, blah. Well, so that kind of started, well, then that property disappeared and I was like, I've got to find some places to hunt. And so I got a couple yeah. places. And so l- last year I, I had an 80 acre block and I, I shot a pretty good deer on it. And I wanted this other 80 acre block that was across the subdivision. So I get to the full thumb and I know everybody uses like on X Spartan forge. Yeah. Uh, I use hunt stand, you know, anything okay. that'll give me a land owner name. So I'll go in there and then I'll go to white pages an app called white pages, type in the person's name, or you can type in their address and it'll give you the phone number for either that person or the, per- whoever lives there at that address. Yeah. Most of the time, these phone numbers don't work. And sometimes you just have to go knock on the door. But in this case, phone number worked. So I call the guy. He goes, hello, you're calling somebody who doesn't know who you are, doesn't really owe you a phone call or to answer. You know, they're, yeah. most of the time they think it's a car extended warranty and they don't answer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I talked to this guy. Uh, let's just call him Mr. Mr. Carl or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, Hey, Mr. Carl, this is Matthew Reeves. Uh, I just wanted to call you and tell you I'm, I'm a local guy. I love to hunt and fish deer hunt. I uh, also do property management as far as looking out for trespassers, uh, any unwanted activity on your property. Would love to meet and talk with you and, uh, you know, maybe see what we could, what I could do for you. Um, so the, and that I always try to throw in what, what I can do for them, not what they can yeah. do for me, but what I can do for them. Um, so he's a, you can call him an absentee landowner. He doesn't live on the property. Okay. So 
he's not there every day and he may not even be there every week. If you're an avid hunter, you're going to be there every week. Yeah. So he takes note of that. So I set up a meeting with him. He's like, Hey, that sounds great. I said, well, I'll, I'll get a written slip, you know, a waiver basically saying if something happens to me, I'm not going to sue you. You know, we're going to be good. And I meet up with him. I say, Hey, here's this sign this. Thank you. I'm going to walk your property line, make sure there's no suspicious activity. So I walked his property line and within the first 20 minutes, I found where somebody has been trespassing has a fire on his property, you know? So those, those are liabilities on, on him. You know, if say he doesn't even know these people, but say they get hurt on his property, that's on him. So that's when I then call him and say, Hey, I uh, found this. Do you care if I put up some no trespassing signs? Make sure we we nip this in the bud, get it gone. Um, so had that happen, got it in the bud, and he's very, you know, I want I want them to feel like they're getting a benefit from me being out there. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not out there in their fields, you know, driving around, you know, raising hell. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm being very respectful of the property as it is mine, and. You know, I'll have I'll have friends. They're like, "Hey, can you can you take me hunting? You know, I'd love to go hunting with you." And I'm like, "Man, I've got permission for just me and myself, and I'm not I'm not messing yeah. that up." Don't blow. I, it. I'd I'd love to take you, but yeah. I these opportunities are very few, and I'm going to capitalize on it. So that and so I called the landowner up. I, I think we we went a year like last week, and I called him. Which I, yeah. I call I try to call my landowners every month and just kind of give them an update of what's going on if I killed anything, you know. Yeah, everything good, good with you. We still still in good standings. That's good um, advice. But I called him last week just to say, Hey, I know we talked about, you know, this about a year ago and we said it'd be for this season. I said, are you okay with me still still being out there? Is everything good? He's like, Everything's great. Keep doing what you're doing. And so that just reassures me that, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have any doubts in me. He trusts me. And it's just really, really great to they they're they're people too. They're not just yeah. somebody who has land. They want to be talked to. And you know, you you see memes all the time on Facebook of <laughs> I'm gonna find that old lady with a thousand yeah. acres that's never been hunting. <laughs> they're out there. Cause yeah. I had I had I had a lawn business at one time and these ladies, they just want somebody to talk to. <laughs> if you could sit down and talk to these ladies and just yeah. even maybe do a chore for them. Yeah. They'll give you the world, and 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 that's bad to say that. But I mean, permission to I, hunt a thousand acres. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I have I, I have an elderly grandmother. She's eighty three mm. years old. If she had a hundred acres, and somebody went up to her and said, "Hey, I'll come see you, and I'll come talk to you when I'm on this property, or before or after I go hunt," she'd say, "You could do whatever you want out there." Yeah, because they just want somebody to talk to. That's all they want. That's interesting, man. And it's. Just talking to somebody, just be a normal person. Don't be like that. I kill big bucks. I would want to hunt out here. No, just be a genuine dude or yeah. girl and just talk to people. So, uh, so bring them, bring them some value, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Bring, bring value. Bring value. That's the biggest thing. If, if you get the yes, make sure you stay in contact with them. Uh, stay personable say, with them. Stay personable. Uh, do what you say you're going to do. Don't do anything stupid. And probably don't try to bring anybody else along with you unless you ask for permission and you're risking, yeah. you're risking yeah, pr- access if you do, probably. I had that hurt me one time in the fishing hole, but that's a different story. Oh, man. Uh, let's, uh, let's pivot hard to some turkeys. I'm going to ask you a few questions now. This is going to be like a weird pop quiz that, man, if you, you ain't – Ain't nobody going to get these questions right. But I thought it was some interesting stats that I pulled yeah. from the state of Alabama. Okay. So if you could guess how many turkeys, the average turkey hunter in Alabama is killing, what would you think that number is? Half a turkey. Man, that was close. 0. 0.42. 0.42. Okay. Yeah. And that number, uh, well, I'll get, I'll get a little bit more of that. So let me, let me ask this. How many days do you think it takes the average turkey hunter to harvest turkey in the state of Alabama? 17. 21 and a half. That's a bunch of days, man. That's a lot of days. And I've been that guy. I am oh, that guy. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm that guy too. Uh, I think the average hunter actually hunts about nine and a half. It's under 10 days. 
So most of the hunters not killing any. And if they want to kill one, man, you got to get to that 21 and a half day mark. Yeah. And another interesting stat that I pulled was uh, since 2018, it's taken Alabama hunters one extra day every year to kill a bird. So like 2018, it might've been 18 and 19 days, 20 days, 20, now 21 days. So it's every year, it's just getting harder and harder to kill turkeys in the God. state of Alabama. And I'm going to guess a lot of that's got to do with pressure um, because yeah, you look at these hunter to. numbers. Oh, man. I've heard those stories about like where that area kind of you hunt in about the public mm-hmm. pressure you guys get, especially that early season. It's just unbelievable, it gets man. It gets a lot of attention. It, YouTube and everywhere. You're part of and, that. And, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm part of it. But hey, I don't video, I don't video my turkey hunts anymore. Oh, that's um, good. But it's fun. It's funny. Just real quick, I don't want to yeah. waste all our time on the on the hunter numbers. Yeah, we, you know, you find people that come like, oh, there's so many people out there hunting nowadays. Didn't we encourage that for the longest time? Dude, Didn't we, we say, did. hey, we need to get, we need some more hunting license. We need to have more people in the woods. And yeah. now it's happened, you know. And I do think a lot of it was from that 2020 COVID season. People oh, got yeah. bored and they said, hey, I'm going to go turkey hunting, and they started going turkey hunting. But just this year, I've introduced two two of my buddies to, to turkey hunting that have never been before and they're like man I, I i understand why you do this now you know yeah. and you encourage people to be out there but you've also got to be ready for to deal with all the people out there you do man. It's, it's not it's not it's not it's not it's 1980 coming back you know everybody <laughs> used to say how oh, yeah. covered up everything was with the gun hunts and just crazy and I don't like, I don't like people. I mean, I like people, but like, yeah. I don't like hunting right beside somebody. I don't like chasing, yeah, chasing the turkey beside somebody. That's no fun. And that, that I got a story about that that we'll talk about. Is that part of one of your kills? Uh, one of the hunts that led up to one of the kills. All right. Well, uh, so I'm going to finish this little piece of the segment off by getting to know you as a turkey hunter just a little bit better. So we yeah. can kind of go through these a little bit quick so we can get to your stories, but who got you into turkey hunting about and about how old were you? So it would be uh, my dad and yeah. I think I was seven years old. So I made, I made a post. When was it at the beginning of the year that me and my dad had been turkey hunting for 20, this was our 20th year uh, yeah. hunting together. We always try to hunt opening, opening weekend together. And I may have the math wrong there, but yeah, it was my father. Um, took me, you know, i I moved all the time, you know, it was like I had to restart and relearn every time I went out into the woods and it was just, it was very frustrating on his part, but I'm very thankful that he continued to take me with him. Um, So it's, 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 it was really, it's really neat to share that with him. So if you could describe the best Turkey hunter you've ever hunted around or been with what specific trait or characteristic really made them like that that best best uh example or mentor of a hunter that you've been around this is a hard one to answer because i've never hunted with a great turkey hunter um and my dad my me and my dad talk about it all the time we say you know we've kind of taught ourselves we i mean i would love to go hunt with somebody who knows what they're doing thinks they know what they're doing you know something but you know with with me and him you know he he, i've my dad's a good turkey hunter uh, he's patient. He knows, you know, kind of when to make the move. Sometimes I, I'm a little more aggressive than him and it's, it's come back to haunt me. And then yeah. sometimes we've been a little more passive and it's come back to haunt us as well. But, uh, as far as just what I think kills turkeys, you know, from what a good turkey hunter needs, it's patience. And I, yeah. and I learned that this year, um, cause they know, they know you're there. It's just a matter of time when they break. And a lot yeah. of people will leave way too early. Yeah, that's a good point. I was going to, my, my next question was going to be, hey, you know, what do you think kills more turkeys? Like good properties, persistence, patience, calling or woodsmanship. And so you're going into that, that patience and uh, yeah, the, patience, the patience, patience and wood, woodmanship. And that's, yeah. that's one thing that I pride myself in with being a forester is I kind of know how to walk through the woods. I can be yep. quiet. I know I can read maps. I know kind of where a turkey wants to be. Um, and really all that clicked this year. I, I had all the pieces in past years, but I didn't put them all together until this year and got, I, I had a good property, um, yeah. for my first, 
so Daddy and I killed three turkeys the first three weekends, and they were off the same same flat within sixty yards of the same tree. No kidding. Uh, just kind of one. No kidding. So just kind of <laughs> one of those crazy, yeah, crazy spots. And then it, on my my patients, all five turkeys that I've killed so far have been killed past eight thirty. Um. So if that doesn't tell you something, you know, yeah. I know some people are straight off the roofs, guys. They can do it. Um, I'm, not, you know, I've, I've had a couple roost hunts where they were yeah. like that, but most of the time it's from eight o'clock past. Even my like straight off the roost hunts, a few of them have been just like watching the turkey kind of zigzag, the gobbler zigzag his way in, which mm-hmm. I hunt a lot of field, field gobblers. So unfortunately, they're, I hate those stupid things, man. They're, They're frustrating. so frustrating. Yeah. Without decoys. And I've and, really like on public ground, I've tried to pull back and not use decoys as much, but man, if you just stick a strutter out there early season, he's going to oh, be dead, done. but you also might get shot in the back. <laughs> back exactly. You know? And that, that's one thing. And that's one thing I've done this year. You used to, I would religiously carry a decoy. If I didn't have a decoy, I felt like I could not kill a Turkey. Just no. uh, hopeless, you know, but this year I didn't, I didn't carry a decoy. Didn't use one for any of the turkeys that I've killed, um, which kind of opened my eyes to like, hey, this is this is doable. You just yeah. got to know where to sit, yeah, and when to it's stop just... calling too. So <laughs> yeah, when <to> be quiet. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't go into my my turkey hunting stories. I'll go into one real quick. So I uh, I got on a turkey probably a couple weeks ago. I think maybe about a week ago. Anyways, I start calling to this gobbler and I think he's probably 300 plus yards away across the field. I had saw him a few days uh, earlier in the afternoon. I just been out there real quick, kind of do a little scouting trip. I'd saw him and a hen just right in the middle of the field. Well, sure enough, when I hit a couple tree yelps to this gobbler and he was up in that tree forever. So I went ahead and hit, a, hit him with a couple tree yelps. A hen starts yelping back and dude, she flies right down, right into the middle of that field. And she starts cutting and she starts, and I didn't say another stinking word because I don't have a decoy. I don't have any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know like if I start calling, she's going to look and I'm not going to be there. So I just be quiet, man. Right. And uh, sure enough, she called him right into spitting and drumming range. And I won't, I won't go any more details because I didn't kill it. And I'm still sick about it. <laughs> but no. when, you can, when you can hear them drumming and I ended up seeing her at like five or six steps, like, dude, there ain't nothing to make you more sick than that. <laughs> that's, that's rough. That was a rough day of Lehman, man. I was mad. That's and, one of those days you go on That's mad. where I, I'm thankful I can't hear drumming. I can hear him spitting, but I can't hear him drumming. That would that drive me nuts. I thought I thought he was he was coming down this field edge with her, but they ended up dipping into the woods, came straight up the wood line, got on the logging road, and came behind a brush pile. And I never ended up seeing him, but she was like, Dang. I could spit on her, <laughs> so, yeah. but I could hear him, boy, just. Ooh, right too there. Much. dang yeah well so I, i'm the uh the one on a dry spell let's talk to the guy with the hot hand man it's it's been a few weeks since we talked about one of your kills and i think we talked after your second kill the last time so we got number three and four right or is it number and two three, three and four, four? Oh, I think, four I think, oh I, man i think we <laughs> talked i think we talked about three on on one of the other ones we may have not gone okay. into great detail but I know four and five. Okay. We got to talk about those. Well, you just start wherever you want to, man. Well, I can, I'll just give it a quick run through on three. Um, All right. The, the place we were hunting is more topography, kind of just like a hillside. And it had these benches, can just kind of like, or like terraces. You know how you'll come up, there'll be a flat spot. There's usually a scrape on them or something in hill yep. country and go up, whatnot. Well, there was this one with log jam. With log, well, say log jam, bunch of logs laying around, and uh, Daddy and I knew these birds were there. We had killed three already, and or hold on, no, no, we we have not talked about third. Yeah, we did talk about third bird. I'm sorry, you didn't kill so many turkeys. You're getting mixed mixed up, man. I I was talking about a good season, dude. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. So no, number three was the bird where the guy had the hunting club that told me I could hunt on it. And I, I flushed the birds out of the trees, like a cubby of quail. Okay. And yep. I ended up kill, end up killing them in the field. Okay. So that, so that, that was, that was, that ended up being my biggest bird of the year, but he gobbled 
you know, multiple times. And then I just shut up and he gobbled at 100 yards. I didn't say nothing. He came right up next to me at 15 yards and then just gobbled right in my face and then walked out into the field. And that was all she wrote. So, wait a minute. You um, bumped these turkeys off the limb into the middle of the field. Uh, I, I, so, there, <laughs> there was like three different groups of turkeys. I oh, bumped, man. There was I did I bumped five hens out of the first tree. Yep. And the gobbler shut up gobbling on the roost. So I just sat down and was like, I'm gonna let it calm down and listen. He never gobbled again. His buddy on down from about 200 yards started gobbling. And then a turkey gobbled behind me. So I was like, I'm gonna get up, go hunt the turkey behind me. He hasn't been boogered. We'll be fine. Yeah. Well, when I stand up, it was like six fifteen. You know, turkeys are still in a tree. Well, a turkey can see very good when he's still up in a tree. Yeah, and I I just looked up and it just looked like crows went flying everywhere. It was turkeys. <laughs> oh and man! I, I was just like, man, this is just. I should have just slept in. That's what I told myself. I should have just stayed home. I just screwed this up bad. Um, but anyways, I walked up a little bit more and got on this ridge. Well, there went another turkey. It flew off. But I I called and he he answered me. So I just kind of backtracked. I knew where he wanted to be. I'd hunted the place a couple times. And uh, he ended up making his way down there to me. And it was, uh, it was, he was a nice bird. I think he had like an inch and an eighth spurs with like 11 inch beard. Nice. Um, so big old turkey. Um, so I was, I was pretty proud. And I, I'd killed, this is my first year to kill over two birds. Um, so that was my third bird. So I thought, you know, I was like, man, I, I've done yeah. it. You know, I was, yep. I was pumped. Best year ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, how can you top this? Little did I know. Um, everything was going but when i killed that bird that was that was three on private land that i killed and i i've been wanting to kill a public land bird really yeah. been wanting to kill a public land bird i think i'm going on my fourth or fifth season hunting public land i've yeah. shot at a many of them i've hit a many of them and <laughs> yeah. the, i've seen a many of them fly away yeah and you know that can that can get you bad you oh, know man, that, yeah. that can really pick with you and i had a i had a place that i knew Knew some turkeys were at, knew actually knew a lot of turkeys were there, but they always went to this field. Mm. And you had to you had to get between the field and where they roosted, or you weren't you weren't killing them. You know, they were yeah. they were going on. They didn't respond well to they'd gobble to your call, but they're not gonna come to it. Yeah. So I took a buddy in there. I think this was like after I killed my second bird, and I was like, This is a guy I introduced, and we got in there, he sat right under one a hen and ended up seeing the gobbler at 70 yards strutting in the field, tried to put a sneak on him, but he was already across the line, couldn't do nothing. So fast forward, I went in there, took my dad in there. So we, I was like, look, we got to get there early. We got to get in the back. And my dad, he's, he, 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 he loves turkey hunting. He will grind it out with me, but he's not going to do it. You know, he's not going to do that by himself. He's going to do yeah. the private land thing. So I said, look, we got to get up early. We've got to sacrifice and can't eat breakfast at Jack's at five o'clock. You know, we <laughs> yeah. need to be halfway in the woods at five o'clock. So yep. we get in there, we start shagging it and uh, get set down. We're sitting there and there's just a bird hammering across the property line. Uh, not even like right next to the field. And so we're sitting there. Well, then this hen starts yelping up and I'm like, she's behind us. I'm like, okay, that's good. So she gets down and he calls her up. And I mean, she's at like 30 yards. Just and then mad because she can't see us you know yeah. that's where a hen when she doesn't see a decoy she just gets mad oh yeah um and a gobbler you know he's not just not gonna come anywhere which she didn't get any closer either well she starts cutting up and these two birds just gobbled at once at about 100 yards and we were like well shoot Ooh. you know it, this is gonna be we got the high ground Yep. Let's just sit here. So we sit, sit, sit. Well, she she makes her way over to them, and they ease off. Well, these birds are just hammering it in this field, and it's a private field, so you can't shoot the birds out of the field. I'm just going to emphasize that for a, for future reference. Okay? okay. So we're like, okay, let's swing, let's swing around, let's go see if we can see these turkeys in the field. So we sit down and we're watching this field, and there's five gobblers standing up on this hill. Just gobbling every crow, every cow mooing, you know, a dog bark, anything. And we're like, well, dang. Well, I can't stay very late for certain reasons we won't talk about. Okay. And um, 
we're sitting there. It's about nine o'clock. I'm like, Daddy, I need to go. You know, I I need to, I need, I need to get to work. Um, so we uh get up to go, and um walking, walking, walking. He goes, I I just heard one go. I said, Daddy, that was one of them stupid turkeys in that field. We're not going back after them. I'm, we're going. We're leaving. Uh, well, we walk a little bit more, and I hear it, and I look at him, and I'm just—he's just like I told you, you know, like <laughs> they're there, and they were on our way out. It was the first two birds that we heard with that hen, and they—they they got lonely, and they struck up. So, I'm—I'm um, I'm in a panic. Like, how do we set up on these? At, my, at this point, anything I had for the day has gone out of my mind. I said, "We're killing these turkeys." Yeah. We get in there and we sit down. And uh, long story short, he's gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. Well, then he just shuts up, and I hear something like run past. It sounds like a squirrel or something. And I'm like, why? Why did he shut up? We didn't. He did. We didn't move. We don't have a decoy. Um, what's up? You know, because he was at. I mean, my dad had the safety clicked off. He was that close. You know, you you know yeah. when he he's closing the distance. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting there and I hear. Herp, herp, herp. And I'm like, there's a hen behind us. And then I'm like. That that sounded funny. So I hear some something rustling. I turn and I think it's a turkey to shoot and it's a dude. So a guy came oh, in off of man. he came in off of private land. And this is the first time I've ever had somebody walk up on me turkey hunting. I've had it happen deer hunting, but not not turkey hunting. And so I'm I'm kind of ill because like I knew we were about like I was very confident we were about to get it done. Yeah. And I walk up to him and I go, Do you not see my truck? Oh uh I came in from, from over here. Well, ended up, he has permission to hunt all those fields that those turkeys are in. And I'm like, yeah. well, why don't you go hunt those turkeys that are over there? <laughs> They're still in the fields. But, you know, my my thing on that is if you're a turkey hunter, why are you getting that close to a goblin bird? Oh, man. You know, yeah. and, it, and it was still right at green up. You know, it was still pretty open woods and whatnot. But anyways, got a bunch of intel from him, learned he hunted it and whatnot so i left me and daddy leave frustrated and i'm like you know i i want to go back in there and hunt those birds but i don't want to deal with the people so a buddy of mine went in there the next day and he said they were firing off just gobbling 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 and he ran into the same guy and another guy and the other guy scared scared birds off two birds off that he was hunting so i'm like man that place is just burnt like yeah. Why? Why would you? You know, I could go there and I could hear gobbles, but am I going to kill a turkey? Probably not. Well, yeah. Something told me I, this was my second year hunting these birds, and I just I was like, I've got to kill one of these turkeys. <laughs> so I went in there yeah. the next week, um, and I got in there, did the same thing that I did all these other mornings, and I did not hear a bird. I said, all these people have done ran these turkeys off. They're done. You know. They're yeah. just done. And uh, I sat, I sat, I sat, nothing. I mean, not a rooster. I mean, crows were going off. Owls were going off. A bird did not gobble. Now, I did bump a bird in the pitch black dark, but I don't think that had anything to do with it. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, well, I'm going to leave. I'm already looking at my map on where I'm going to go. I'm like, I'm done. I start walking out and I hear one. I'm like, where I was in the mountains and I was like, where did that come from? I had no idea where it came from. So I sit there for a little bit. Finally hear it. I think he's on the ridge. I run all the way over the ridge. He's not on the ridge. He's over in this flat. So I run all the way back. I mean, like I'm running through the woods. Like I'm not sneaking. I'm like, I got to get between this field. Yeah. Like it's now or never. So I'm booking it, get set down. I just do a cut, you know, just a hard cut at him. He gobbles. I'm like, okay, he's coming. Well, a part of me was like, I need, I needed to get a little bit further, but I was like, it's too late. They're within inside 150 yards. I'm not spooking them. And so I'm sitting there, nothing, 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 nothing. And then he, he sounds off and he's in that stupid field. Oh man. And so I watch him. Here comes one. Here comes two. Here comes three. Here comes four. Four stinking long beards are out in this field. Ugh. So at this point, I, I'm I'm kind of relieved because I can walk through the woods. I can get a game plan, um, and I've got I've got time that day to to sit them out and see what happens. Yeah. Because they're in this closer corner, they're not in the far away corner. On private, on private land with a barbed wire fence. 
that you could easily shoot through and jump across and run back. Just go grab your target. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's not that's not our goal. That would be a private yeah. land bird then. That's not yeah. a public land bird. Yeah. Um, needless to say, that's illegal. But <laughs> and so you I get pants up. I mean, yeah, on. you get get done. <laughs> so. So I sit down about 20 yards from this fence because I just I just want to watch the turkeys. I have no plan to shoot them across the, the fence as bad as it is and tempting it is. So I sit down, and I'm within 80 to 100 yards of these things. And they're just out there just puffed up, you know, just like Big Bertha just strutting. And they've got one hen with them. So long story short, I'm texting our group message yep. pictures of these turkeys. And I'm oh, like, man, it was. Look at these things. They are torturing me. I said I could. It was torturing I me. Easy, I was like, I could easily shoot them, run back. Nobody would ask a question. Yep. But also in my mind, I'm like, is the guy that bumped me on the other side he, of that field? Is, is he, yeah. Or is he watching me? You know, is oh, he yeah. like, you know, what's going on? But, you know, I I stayed true and I sat there, sat there. They kept getting closer, kept getting closer, kept getting closer. Well, there were cows in this pasture and the cows came up off the hill down to this um, corner. And they these birds start moving closer and closer, and they get to like sixty yards. I mean, you could TSS easily shoot one. Well, there was a hen with them, a lead hen. And so you told me um, this is before these cows started moving. You were like, "Have you gobbled? Have you, you know, Jake yelped?" Blah blah. blah. So I was like, "I ain't got nothing to lose. (laughs) My gobble sounds awful, but I'm gonna try it." And I gobbled, and all their heads turned white as could be. Just got mad. So they know I'm. They know I'm there. They know something's over there making some awful sound. Yeah. Anyways, the cows start moving down. Well, the hen starts coming in the woods, and I can hear scratching. I'm like, okay, game over. Well, I'm a right-handed shooter, and I set up to shoot right-handed. Well, they're coming to my right, so I flipped over to shoot left-handed. I've killed a couple turkeys left-handed, and uh, (laughs) here comes a hen. She walks 15 yards from me, and I'm like, Matthew, don't don't move if you move you've screwed this whole thing up like don't blink you know like like, just just sit there i think i actually closed my eyes at one point just to avoid eye contact um but she she moves on well here come the four gobblers and they they gobble right when they get inside the woods and i'm like my goodness this is about to happen yeah well have you ever had a moment where you're like this is about to happen but then you're like oh it's slipping away they're they're getting away and i can't do anything about it well, they were bought. You know how they'll do their heads. Yeah. I mean, they're not walking too fast, but they're moving their heads, got them down, whatnot. And if, if this is an audio podcast, if y'all are seeing this video, I'm over here just like bobbing yeah. my head. Did no head. But uh, they came in, and they were like 40 yards, and I couldn't get a shot because it was so thick. And I was mm. shooting with my non-dominant hand and non-dominant eye, so I couldn't oh, yeah. see very good. Well, I'm like, like I'm wrapping around this tree. Like they're almost behind the tree that I originally set up facing forward. So Adam, I finally turn around and there's one. I just went and they all kind of stopped and I didn't have a shot at any of them. And I was like, oh no. Well, he took, he took one more step and I I shot him. He, he hit the ground, didn't even flop. I mean, I was, I was pumped about that. Um, so that was a cool hunt. It was neat because a lot of people, you know, you you don't get lucky with those field birds like that. You know, that that had some luck and some patience. Um, yeah. I need to go give those cows a treat or something because Seriously. they, bumped, you know, push those birds. But they knew they knew turkeys were in those woods, a.k.a. me calling. So they felt comfortable yeah. going there instead of just going further into that field. Um, so got him and got out. So that was number four. Um, and I've started doing the, the gallstones, collecting the gallstone or the yeah. gizzard stones. I've never done that. So that was the first bird I got to do that with. That was pretty, That's thought cool. that was pretty cool. Um, saving those. Wish I'd done it for my other ones, but. Yeah. That's that. Um, do you want me to talk about this, this last bird or you have any questions on, on that one? No, man. I, I think you did a good job kind of bringing that one in. I will say dude, just killing those field turkeys. It just. it's the most frustrating thing to hunt, honestly, but when it comes together and you've been able to watch those turkeys out in the field, you get to watch them gobble. You get to watch them strut. You get to watch all their mannerisms. And when it comes together and they march in there, dude, to that gun barrel, there's nothing like it. Like I hate field birds, but man, when you kill one, it's freaking awesome. It's very rewarding. In this place, it was like, 
you you could go every morning you could see a tom turkey it's just yeah. are you gonna pick where he's gonna walk yep and you know it's just a matter of time persistence and just keep on keeping on and yeah. that's how i killed that bird and i i had friends you know that i take had taken in there and you know i guess they don't understand the public land deal like if i take you somewhere you don't don't go back you know oh no um and they're like hey i'm gonna go that i'm gonna go that spot i said well you ain't gonna kill one of them turkeys i said you you're just not because i wasn't gonna kill one of those turkeys i got you know i got lucky on those but yeah you know i gotta plant that seed so they'll go somewhere else you know i got a hunting buddy and i won't go too deep into this but we we're kind of each other's local hunting partner. We don't hunt together a lot, but we, and we don't share a ton of stuff, but we will share a little bit of intel, but there's like this unsaid, unwritten rule that if we do want to go into one of those spots that, you know, the other one took us to mm-hmm. like that person has like killed there or that person has hunted it out and they're done. And that the unwritten rule is at that time, it's like, all right it's okay for me to go in and I'll probably even ask. Right. Yeah. But man, just, if you're taking buddies on public land, it's tough, man. Cause you just never know. They may just be wearing it out and they may take another buddy for, you well, know, it like there's 10 other people at the game. And, and, and that happened with the, th- the, one of my buddies, you know, I hunted it on like a Sunday or Saturday and he went on like a Sunday. I'm like, what if, what if I would have showed up? How awkward would that have been oh, to be like, what hey. are you doing here? You know, like, how yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> How'd you find this book? <laughs> you know, just, just can't write that stuff. one off. Yeah. No, you can't. But, uh, to go. So the last bird I killed, yep. number five. Uh, so I had a goal this year or last year. I had a goal. I wanted to kill my first out of state bird, never turkey hunt out of state. So I deer hunted Georgia out there, did good. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a turkey hunt as well. So I got really close last year on a couple of birds, just couldn't, you know, the, the patience, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that last year. It really hurt me. And just knowing how to talk, talk to these turkeys, not just call too much, let yeah. off whatnot. So this year, you know, I was really focusing on Alabama, hadn't hunted Georgia at all. Not, not a single time until, until actually the, the morning that I, killed was the first time i like hunted georgia um nice so i had a few i had a few places to go i was and i was like i got a meeting i got a meeting at nine i can get in this place i can i can see if i'm hearing anything or whatnot we'll see well they had just logged a pine plantation that i have to go through to access and i get in there and i hear i hear one early and i keep hearing him and i keep hearing him keep hearing him and i'm like that sounds a little funny um keep hearing him well it ended up being a tame turkey that gobbled like 400 times that morning oh man but so i'm sitting there and an owl just the most beautiful owl just perfect owl call you could ever think of just sounded off right above me and i'm like if there's a turkey in here he's gonna gobble that and he did it one more time and one just like hammered at 100 yards down in the corner of this cutover and i'm like well shoot he's he's long gone well then a hen starts popping off to him and I'm like, well, why didn't y'all do this to me when I was calling to y'all? Did I sound that bad? <laughs> Anyways, he he goes two more times, leaves, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm done. You know, I'm I'm just gonna go to the house. I got a meeting. I get got to get to. Not gonna waste any more time in here. So I get my truck, put my things up, change into my work clothes. So I've got you know, I don't know if y'all know how a forester timber buyer dresses. Usually wears a khaki khaki pants with collared shirt. You know, yeah. tries to be presentable when you meet landowners. Yeah. So I'm had to go meet a landowner. I'm doing my thing, beep, 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 bop. Drive through this WMA, and I'm driving, and I, there's the they George does a great job planting agriculture on their WMAs and having food plots. Yeah. Hats off to them. They do great. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving, and where this cornfield's always been, I had scouted it for deer, walked back in it. I noticed there was a farmer tilling up the the field right there. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's awesome, you know, and I've, I've gotten into looking for airheads as well. So I was like, well, I'm going to come back and I'll look for airheads, you know, after I do this meeting or whenever it rains, you know, something like that on my lunch break. And I'm driving and it was three fields and I'm looking, you know, I've never seen a turkey in it. And I look and I just see, I'm like, oh, there's two buzzards out in the field, you know, like, and then I was like, oh, what, those, those are turkeys. Those look like Tom turkeys. And uh, I'll give you all a tip on 
turkeys out, out in fields close to a road, don't slow down. Yeah. Deer in, don't slow down. If you want to put a stalk on them, do not slow down. Just keep on going. You know no they're fly. there. So I just keep on going, and I'm like, I couldn't go fast enough to to get to the turn. So I whip that truck around. I go back. They're still out there, and I'm like, okay, I'm 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 gonna put a stalk on one of these jokers. Get in my truck. I have my khakis on, and I got one of those mountain North Mountain gear yeah. leafy suit things. I just yep. throw it on a hat, face mask, grab my gun, and I I start going. I'm just running as hard as I can. Well, I go to lock my truck. My truck won't lock. I left my door open. I forgot to close my door. So I had to run all the way back to my truck, close my door. Oh, man. You know, just hauling tail. You know, fastest I've ran since high school, just trying to to get to this little berm. Well, the way these fields are, there's just like agricultural ditches, you know, just drains Mm -hmm. in the middle of the field that just have little saplings that grow up and tall grass. So I get to them and I, I crouch down. And I, I brought my binoculars too. I don't, I usually don't hunt my binoculars, but I was like, I got a spot where these turkeys are. I need my binoculars. So I start army crawling the whole time. I'm thinking my wife's going to kill me. I'm getting these nice pants, you know, dirty. So I'm just army crawling and I get to a little ditch where a deer trail goes across this main ditch. And I start walk, crawling down there and it looks water moccasin infested as can be. Oh, dude. And I, and I'm like, I just, embrace it matthew you've got to kill one of these turkeys so yeah. i get up and i'm like i'm like crouched down knee high on like a foot and a half of grass and i'm like they have no idea i'm here i'm looking at them and a crow is going crazy and i know people talk about in deer hunting you know crows and bluebirds or what yeah well, i forgot what bird it is they'll start cutting up when something's walking through the woods yeah. well i'm like they're telling they're telling these turkeys that i'm here you know Give well they're in way. a little yeah, exactly. So they're in a little shade cove, like a, a big tree had some shade in the field. And they were just hanging there, just just happy, you know, mm-hmm. feeding whatnot. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm like, do I throw a call at them or do I just let them do their thing? And I said, I'm just going to let them do their thing. I'm not going to say a word. So I'm crouched down, got my gun ready. Well, I'm looking at them in my binoculars and I, I've never been to pick and choose like, hey, that's the big one or that's yeah. the, you know, that shoot the first one I get. You don't have much time, but so I picked out the biggest one. I said I'm gonna shoot him. Well, lucky enough, he starts breaking and walking right to me. And oh, what man. I didn't know, what I didn't know was how the these two there was two fields and how they connected. At the wood line, there was like a old, like a just a road right there, but it was tall and grass. And I could have crawled to there, and I could have got a closer. You know, they would have walked right right to my gun barrel. Yeah. But they're like they're like seventy yards, sixty yards, fifty yards, forty yards, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And so I shoot TSS Federals number nines, yep. and I shot all my number nines this year because I killed four birds in Alabama and I and I missed one, yeah. uh, dumb, dumb shot, you know. Uh, so that was five shots. So I didn't have any of those left. I had number sevens now. So you have confidence in one shell and then you get yeah. this other one and you're like, man, how, you know, I'd, I'd killed a turkey. I'd killed two turkeys with the sevens before, but I was like, how close do I need to let this guy get? Just treat him like a normal turkey. I was like, I'm going to see how close he'll get, you know? And so he got about 35 yards and I was like, ah, I'm going to shoot him. That's about perfect for any pattern. So I, I shot him and he flopped and his buddy just stood there like, what's going on? And, you know, in Georgia, you can, last year you could shoot two birds in one day. Yeah, not, they didn't. Do, not this year. So I was like, oh, okay, hold, hold back. You're like, don't, don't do it. And he ended up running off. And I may go hunt him this week. But got that bird. He had an eleven inch beard, just a big old joker. Um, he didn't have much for spurs, which I was kind of. No? I figured he would with with all the fields in the area. You know, usually field birds yeah. have bigger spurs. Oh but yeah. I was tickled to death with him. I mean, he had some big old feet. Um, so I, I kind of go off that for age, the size of their nails, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're a good bird. Oh man. Yeah. So, well, that's fantastic. Bird, public land field. And you know, you, you don't get many opportunities like that to drive by a public land field and there be turkeys standing in them. No, man, that's, uh, that's too good to pass up. You did the right thing. Turn around. Yeah. Did you make your meeting on time? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, <laughs> So I got the turkey and the guy was still plowing up the field while all this was happening. And uh, so I'm walking by him holding my turkey, you know, I'm like, thank you, sir. You know what I mean? And I get the truck and I didn't even think about it. I'm like, 
I got blood all over my pants. I know I do because oh, you know man. I didn't yeah. have a toe nothing. I look at my khakis and I'm just covered in blood. And I'm like, oh no. Let's go meet this landowner. And I I ended up going to meeting him and talking with him. He's like, what do you do with them turkey feathers? I said, sometimes I I'll pluck them, but a lot of times you know we can't you know you can't save all of them. I was like, you want one? He's like, yeah. So I ended up cutting the wing off that thing and giving it to him. So he was that's he was awesome. Head, taking it to his wife. I was like, look, you better. You better cut the feathers you want off of it or it'll start stinking. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I've been there, Pretty done quick. that. Pretty doggone quick. I left some in the garage for a week one time when I was out of town. My wife was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's taxidermy shop. Yep. I've got feet drying right now out in my, <laughs> one of my lockers. And my dad's just like, why Why you do that? I'm like, why not? It, I don't never do anything with my feet. And I've got, for the last probably 10 years, all my feet. Just kind of stacked up. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out in there for no reason. I need to do something with them, I guess. I, shoot, I'm just tickled. I got I got all my fans, you know. I, I like you, fans. I'm going to do a display on all those. Dude, you know I've kept one fan. Except really? for the two Florida birds I killed this year. I kept both of those fans. But other than that, like, I literally have the first bird uh, turkey I killed in 1999 because I got a, like a plaque. And I've never kept another fan in my entire life. Wow. I don't know why. Isn't that silly, man? Like, that's, that's I love funny. to have my whole garage full of fans. So this year, yeah, I was that, like, I'm gonna start saving my fans. Yeah, that's that's my thought. Like, you can do so much. Like a fan, you can do so much with, and oh, it doesn't yeah. take up much room. You can stack them on top of each other. Oh, it on the wall. And yeah, I, man. You know, I've got my first turkey and my two biggest, and then these five. I, and I bought something at the um, deer hunting expo that to display like three of them in like That's six cool. beards or something like that. Just, just little things. You know, I, I was, I text y'all in a group message one day. I was like, do y'all ever feel sick when y'all just like have to get rid of your bird? Like with, with the deer, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if Parker and his dad talked about this in the last podcast, but it's like with the deer, I'm okay with like getting, getting what I need off of them, getting the meat and yeah. then, you know, disposing of the remains. But like with a turkey, I'm kind of like, Oh, it kind of hits hits me hard um yeah. to let that go you know it's like so much like i art and beauty on it i mean it's just a and beautiful it is. creature man they are they are very beautiful yeah well I've, I've ended up keeping most of my feet spurs and beards so i guess i could do something with those but man i wish i'd kept those stinking fans have you been keep have you done the the stone the good no, stones yeah never done a single one I keep it's saying cool. I will every time. <laughs> I never do. I'm just like oh, I gotta get do something else. I got. I'm, the, the, I'm always too busy, man. Too busy. Yeah, yeah. It takes it takes time. And this is the first year that I even really heard of it, or it was brought to my attention, or yeah. it was said it was cool. You know. Yeah. Um, so my first three birds, like I'm cutting them open, looking at what they're eating. I'm like, where are these yep. stones at? You know, I'll find one or two, and I'm like, these guys are finding like cup fools. Like, oh, where, yeah. where's that at? And I, the last two birds, I end up finding what I was looking for and uh, pretty neat. If, if I kill another, I'll probably do a video or something to explain where this, you know, magic sack is. (laughs) That's a good idea, man. You get some views on that one. Well, uh, you've had a great season. I wanted to point out all those Alabama stats uh, early on in the show, just to show, man, you've had a killer, killer season. So congratulations. I, I appreciate it. Hopefully, Hopefully we can repeat it and at least kill one bird next year. You know. Oh man, I'm going to be asking you to come up to Tennessee with it's your rate of speed hey, to be like, dude, get up here. I love I love hunting in Tennessee. I need well, I need to get back up there. Now that I got up. Georgia, I may venture to Tennessee next year. I think I think Walt and Parker might be coming up to Tennessee next year. So you got that invite too, well, man. I, if you want to come, I, I've got to come then. You got to. I've never give, met Walt in person, so I still got to meet him in person. I just now met him. I've been talking to that dude since 2018. <laughs> Literally, I like I met talk to him like every day. And finally met the guy <laughs> and stayed at his That's house. Great. You know, it was That's pretty great. cool. It's it's a great place we're at in the world that we can yeah. be that close to people that we've never met before and trust oh, them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we make these relationships uh, like what we're doing now and, and share the same interests and passions and. Well, as long as you're not some weird serial killer, man, you can come share camp with me anytime. <laughs> hey, that's right. Same to you, man. Man, it was good talking to you tonight. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, 
New Canoe, and Scree gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. And make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.